Hi, welcome to this week's Zen Teachings Podcast. Uh, today we're going to talk about our internal retreat. We had, just a couple days ago, this past weekend, um, our internal retreat that we do annually. I really hope that some of you guys will be able to join us next year or for upcoming events. Um, internal retreat is where we go and we, we are at a... a center and basically it's it's beautiful grounds and it's very meditative very introspective you have to turn your phone in you uh, disconnect from the rest of the world and so on so we had about 49 actually not about exactly 49 students this year and each year is a little bit different in terms of what we do we've done things like um, uh, writing down a lot of journaling things like that this year, Sifu decided that we were going to hit 500 hours of meditation collectively. And that's, that's a lot of time. That's if you break it down. If we had 50, that would have been 10 hours per person. Um, we had 49. So some people had to hit pretty hard. And of course, there were some people that, that didn't quite make the 10. Um, that being said, that's a really daunting task. I mean, you're talking Friday night to Sunday afternoon, about 1 o'clock is when we left. So as much meditation, you got to stopwatch and basically we had meals and you meditate. And what was really, really amazing is, is to be perfectly honest, I don't think that if we had announced beforehand uh, that that would be the theme of the retreat that all those people would have signed up. They might have said, you know, I'll wait until they do something a little more exciting. Um, but they were there and they signed up and they couldn't leave. But what was amazing and awesome is just how quickly all the students just got on board. Just, I mean, yes, sir. They got their stopwatch and went to their rooms and, and various places around the grounds. And there's a, a lovely chapel and everything. And people were just sitting and meditating. And we definitely hit our goal. What's What's awesome is the idea if I tell you right now if, if you told me the weekend before we're gonna do 10 hours you're gonna do 20 hours of meditation this weekend I'd say you're nuts you know we have a lot of our testing in our in our martial arts program has a meditative component and so for certain ranks it's an hour hour and a half two hours two and a half up to three hours for our highest rank and I remember when I took that test and I sat for three hours telling Sifu that if he had told me 23, 24 years ago that I'd be able to sit for three hours, I'd say I had just as good of a chance of picking up a car with one arm. I mean, it just, it sounds absolutely impossible, but it's about breaking through your limitations. You know, that's, that's the point of everything we do to make sure that you can push yourself and find out who you truly are within. And when you go, when you get past these tests, you develop something inside of you, you know, that can't be taken away. There, there's a strength, a courage, a confidence that's built and it's built through adversity. And if you don't have to work for it, you never appreciate it. You never really develop. You never sharpen your blade as hard as you can. I was thinking about on my drive over uh, to think about what we we're going to talk about today. I was thinking about, I drove by a jewelry store and they had a a advertisement where they had pearl necklaces, I guess, were on sale or something. Maybe it was a holdover from Mother's Day or something. And they were they were advertising the prices. And I started thinking about pearls and the nature of pearls and how 
what happens is we have an oyster, right? And it's um, it's feeding, it's, it's living its life on the bottom of the ocean, and it gets something lodged in the shell. If it's uh, sand or food or something, and that causes discomfort for the oyster, and it doesn't want it there. So what it starts doing is producing these chemicals and, and really trying to smooth out that foreign object and, and hopefully get rid of it eventually. But what, what forms is this beautiful pearl that we all love and we, we, we cherish and pay obscene amounts of money for, right? I mean, we have <laughs> strands and, and, and everything else. These tests, like, like the discomfort for the oyster, right? I mean, sometimes you're put in these situations where you're told you've got to meditate 10 hours this weekend. And it may appear to be initially very uncomfortable, you know, but it's not there for your discomfort. It's not for just the purpose of pain. It's to produce this thing that is within you, but that you haven't polished and made beautiful yet. And to show you the strength and everything that's inside of you. And you start thinking about what are some of the qualities that, that your practice and your focus and your diligence give you. And I, I would say the first, we, we touched on it, is obviously strength. I mean, you're becoming a strong-willed person. If, if, again, I'm the first to admit, if you had told me years ago that I had to sit for 10 minutes, there's, there's no way I would believe you. But it's only one minute at a time over years and years of dedicated practice that I can sit for 10, 20 hours over the course of a weekend. Um, becoming strong-willed enough to do what you're going to say you're going to do. Becoming um, in control of yourself, of your of your mind, of your emotions, of your breath, no matter what happens, no matter if there is sand in your shell, so to speak, being able to, to do what you need to do to survive, to be in control, not let anything knock you off your course. To be in the moment for sure to be able to transition you know how people say and I don't know where the saying comes from but we don't measure success necessarily about how successfully we, we execute plan A but how smoothly we can transition to plan B and there were a lot of people probably this weekend who were thinking one thing maybe they were expecting a bunch of great talks which in years past we've done maybe they were expecting activities and they came and they got some of them you could see in their face, they were rocked. You know, they said 500 hours. Think about that. 500 hours. It's not over the course of a week. Friday night, about 10 at night, to Sunday at 1 p.m. 500 hours. And there was no point in being upset. They were there, so they just transitioned and they did it. You know, and that, that ability is not something that, that I think everybody has. I think everybody has it within them. But it's not just by accident that you can call on it. You can actually do it smoothly. You know, we can all transition to plan B eventually, but can you do it smoothly? Can you make it look effortless? And you do that through practice. Um, confidence. You know, to sit, there's, there's people that if you had asked seven days ago, what's a long time to meditate? 30 minutes, sir. You know, that, that would have been, I, I could never do 30 minutes. So 30 minutes of no movement, woof, you know, that's, it's too much. And I can guarantee you that of those 49 people, they will never say 30 minutes is a long time again. You know, they learned what they can actually do. And that confidence and that ability 
to know that you can get through something that you thought you couldn't. I think that's one of the greatest things about your practice to, to put yourself in these uncomfortable situations, in these situations where you are being tested and to persevere and to do well and not only to survive, but to take a lesson from it and to grow. You know, it's, it's amazing. We spend so much time just trying to be comfortable, trying not to put ourselves in these situations where, where it, it's unexpected. And we, we never change that way. You know, the world never stops developing. You know, I'm staring at a quote right now that says never stop learning because the world doesn't stop developing. And, and that's very true. And if, if we stunt our own growth by making sure that we stay in our comfort zones, then the world's going to pass you by and you're going to be left behind. And then that's, that's real pain. And then obviously I believe in having a support system. There was one student, she is a yellow sash. Um, she's only been with us maybe three, four years. She's relatively new. And at the end, we, we did have some time for question and answer after the meals and so on. And she asked Sifu what, why she felt more comfortable meditating in groups as opposed to on her own. Some people like to go in complete silence. Other people like to be surrounded by others who meditate. One of the reasons, there's a couple. It could be for ego reasons. You're just afraid to move because you don't want everybody else to know that you're the one who moved and messed up their meditation. Um, Maybe it's that idea of everybody kind of suffering through this together. But she found strength in knowing that there were other people that could do this. And there was this idea of when she felt that she wanted to move. And there were no prescribed times. Um, So it wasn't that you had to sit an hour at a time. But probably, I would bet, that at times when she thought she couldn't take any more, she heard the silence around her and knew, if they could do it, I can do it. I can do five more minutes. I can do six more minutes. And I probably didn't get a chance to hear, or at least they didn't want to tell me all the rumblings and complaints on Friday night and Saturday night. But together, I saw those 49 students again, exceed our goals. I'm unbelievably proud. I mean, averaging 10 hours in, uh, in two days is, is really amazing. And it's that support and knowing that the people that you trust and people that you look up to, people that want what's best for you are going through the same. I think that's, that's key. And th- those are the the kind of qualities that you, that you like to develop, that you want to see develop, you know, that strength, that control yourself, that, that ability to be in the moment, the confidence, seeking out that support system. You know, that's what, what your practice should provide, and that's what you should seek out in whatever you do in your own life. So I just... I want you to learn to just, when you look at, when, when you're faced with adversity, remember that it's not there for adversity's sake. And I'm not just throwing sunshine and rainbows at you and saying to be positive and, and all the time. Sometimes stuff really is hard and it really does just suck, you know, but, but understand that it's an opportunity for you to grow. It's an opportunity. And I've, I've said before, there's nothing that I can tell you or that you can read that you don't already have within you. And there's no magic bullet. There's no pill for it where you can, you can have this amazing ability. You know, we see 
diet pills. And I mean, if, if those really worked, we would have no obese people. I mean, everything is, is already there. You just have to put in the work. And these students this weekend put in the work. And I want you to put in the work. And I want you to put in the work in everything you do. And understand that if you didn't have these these what appear to be momentary frustrations, if you didn't really look at them for what they really are, which is opportunities to grow, opportunities to be a better, truer, fuller version of yourself, then you're just you're not gonna be you're not gonna develop. You're not gonna <clears throat> manifest all that you were meant to to be, all that you were meant to do to provide this world. And and like like the quote on the wall says, I mean the world is still evolving. So keep up. Do the work. Breathe. Control yourself. Be who you want to be when you want to be that person. I really want you to be a master of your actions, and I never, ever, ever want you to be a prisoner of your reactions. <laughs>